Welcome to the Manuscript Academy podcast, brought to you by a writer and an agent who both believe that education is key. The beauty is the people you meet along the way, and that community makes all the difference. Here at the Manuscript Academy, you can learn the skills, make the connections, and have access to experts all from home. I'm Julie Kingsley. And I'm Jessica Zinsheimer. Put down your pens, pause your word counts, and enjoy. Hi, everyone. We are so happy to welcome Cecilia Lira. She's an agent at PS Literary, and today she is going through her inbox live, well, live recorded on the podcast. Cecilia Lira is an agent at PS Literary, actively acquiring adult fiction and nonfiction. She's particularly drawn to stories centered around dysfunctional families, ethical or moral dilemmas, and taboo subjects. She adores reading about protagonists who grew up straddling two opposing worlds and appreciates subtle storytelling with characters who are nuanced and flawed, as opposed to overwritten and nice. In terms of nonfiction, Cecilia is seeking books about popular subjects written by experts in their field, examined through original angles, particularly ones that deal with psychology and social behavior. Cecilia also loves memoirs and strongly believes that a good memoir reads like a novel. No matter the genre or category, stories centered around feminist issues have a special place in Cecilia's heart, particularly those that explore intersectionality race, sexual orientation, national identity, economic privilege, and class. As a mixed-race Latinx immigrant, Cecilia is passionate about representing under- or misrepresented voices that contribute to a larger cultural conversation. She believes in editing with compassion and that words of affirmation can make all the difference in a writer's life. Welcome, Cecilia. Thank you so much for doing this. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. Thank you for having me. Can you tell us about trends in your inbox or things you're especially looking for right now? Mm, so I tweet a lot about what I'm looking for and it's always, sometimes I go on rants and I say things like, I want a dysfunctional character or dysfunctional or stories about dysfunctional families. And I don't want characters who are what I call happy go boring. Like they're always happy. They're always nice. <laughs> There's no personality to them. And then I often get queries that, you know, reference those tweets, which I really appreciate because it shows that writers are paying attention and doing their research and it's personal to me. So, so I love that. I recently tweeted that I wanted memoirs um, because I love a good memoir. And so I've been getting a lot of those too. It's also great. And then something that I haven't seen as much, but I would love to see is a bit more serious nonfiction. So I would love to see a bit more serious nonfiction, anything science, business, investing. I I love fiction and nonfiction equally. They are both really interesting and and I read a lot of both of them. So so yeah. How did you get started in publishing? Oh, so my publishing journey was was a little a little different. I I'm a lawyer. I practiced law for for a few years. Um, I was not happy practicing law. In retrospect, I should not have gone to law school, and I was burnt out. And after a big move, my it was my husband who actually suggested that I take some time for myself and figure out, you know, what I wanted to do. Take a sabbatical, essentially. And I will always be grateful for that suggestion because I started writing. And I've always been a big reader. I've always loved books. I actually have some interesting stories of sneaking a novel and like switching the jacket um, to like a very, very serious law book. 
um, of a novel. Like I think it was something, I don't even remember what the novel was, but it was like not the serious novel at all. Um, and like reading <laughs> while we were having this incredibly boring, like firm wide conference. Um, yeah. So I, I've always been a big reader and I've always enjoyed novels. So I started writing one and it was, it was fun. And I realized that I liked working with stories. I wanted to be, I wanted to work with stories. Essentially. I've always thought of myself as someone who was passionate about, about, um, fiction and nonfiction, but storytelling in general. And I went back to school for publishing, took a year postgraduate course. It was awesome. And I started working at the rights factory, worked there for about a year, a little over a year. And then I moved to PS literary, which is where I am now. And I've heard this before. Um, people tell me, you're a lawyer and a writer. That means you're an agent. So I hope they're right. And yeah, and it's been it's been fun. I I love being an agent. It's it's the best job in publishing. Oh my gosh, I'm so interested. So tell me what you write about. Can you tell us? Yeah. So I write, well, I've written two novels. And I haven't written in a while just because with aging tang, I haven't like, it's, it's hard to do both at the same time. And I do want to focus on aging tang more and I write very much for myself, but it's, so I write stories about, I guess, strong women, which is a pleonasm, right? It's, it's um, all women are strong is what I'm trying to say. And I write um, commercial fiction. It's some of my favorite authors are Leanne Moriarty and Ellen Hildebrand. And I just like stories that are very emotional and 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 where the characters are messy. So I guess I try to write what I want to read, but I much prefer to be a reader than a writer. If I had to pick, it would definitely be a reader. Tell us about an aha moment when everything came together. I think it was in 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 publishing school where I think it was, I don't remember exactly when it happened, but I believe I was there for maybe a month or two, maybe a little bit more. And again, like I'd gone to law school, I, I, I'd worked before, I'd had a different career, but it was the first time that I, I was in a classroom setting and I looked around and everyone who was around me was also passionate about storytelling. And it was a moment where I was like, oh my gosh, I'm doing the right thing. Like this this bonkers thing I've done with my life, giving up, I guess, the more mainstream, perhaps even safe path was worth it. And is, you know, whether it works out or not, it's the right thing to do because I had this, I was overcome by this feeling of belonging and of purpose that I've never experienced before. And I, I sensed that I always wanted it, but I, I thought it was like kind of like a unicorn, like the idea of belonging, like everybody knows what a unicorn is, but it's not real. But I, in that moment, I had this, this, this epiphany, if you will, where I was like, okay, I'm doing the right thing. Um, it's about stories. It's about storytelling. It's about story seeking, story shaping, story selling. It's about stories. And as long as I am around these wonderful, wonderful things that are empathy generating machines, then I will be fine. So that was a moment for me. Well, I think it's so interesting. I, and I love what you've said because I, we've been talking a lot here at the Manuscript Academy how stories have never been so important that, you know, like in this tipping point of history where we're just all kind of looking around and so much is going on that it does come back to something we can all unite behind, <laughs> you know, super interesting. 
So maybe so some true. of that lost stuff will come out in the end, you know, like maybe that will seep in and maybe some of that, you know, learn lessons via your characters and or the stories you represent can really change the world. Yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, I, I think that it's easy for people to dismiss stories as, as something frivolous or, or, or perhaps not, not essential, right? Like we have a lot of conversations about what's essential. And to me, there's perhaps nothing that is as essential because it's what, it's what sets us apart as humans. Like our humanity is tied to storytelling. It's, it's, it's the most magical, wonderful thing. So I, I am a big fan as if you couldn't tell. <laughs> no. Awesome. Should we pivot to the 10 queries? Let's do it. Yeah. Do um, it. Okay. So for the people at home, what we're going to do is Cece is going to open up 10 random queries and just talk about what she sees, um, what's working and not working and whether she would request or pass. And what this is, what we're hoping this is going to do for all of you is you're just going to get a sense, you know, how quickly they scan and what she's looking for. It's really helpful as a querying writer for you to really pay attention to this. I hope you love it. No pressure, Cece. <laughs> no pressure. <laughs> so before I begin, I would like to say that I, I enjoy looking at queries, but I get so many. So it's really important that they are as brief and as informative as possible. So, you know, I just don't want people to see me going through these really fast and being like, why is she doing this so fast? It's because we get tons, but okay, let's begin. So the first query, so it's off to a great start because this person is referencing a book that I tweeted about and she is saying that she is reading it and she is loving it. So this is great. Um, and then it explains to me, this is a memoir. Great word count. I appreciate that. And I'm going to read a little bit about the plot. Okay, so this is dealing with themes that I am passionate about. And the writer is doing a really good job of explaining to me what the plot is with specificity and brevity and which is hard to do in a memoir because it's easy to go on and on for like lots of paragraphs about your own life, but this is great. There's a little bit about her and what she does. And I can see that she's invested a little bit in her writing career because she's going to be, she has been published by a literary journal. So that's great. And she attended a writer's conference, which is always a good sign. Yeah. Okay. This memoir would be something that I would be interested in. So I would request pages for this. You know, if I had to give her notes, which I don't because I'm already interested, I would say that, you know, adding comps is always great, but this is, this is great. I, I would request to see this. Off to a strong start. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Let's see. Okay. So the second one starts off by referencing, so this one does have comps, literary fiction, good word count. Okay. So the thing is, this is interesting. So this this author is referencing two books as comps, which is exactly what you're supposed to do. But these two books are very similar. And, you know, the, the important thing when, when, when picking comps for your work is to understand the intersectionality of where your work stands. So, so for example, if I'm reading a book right now that is, isn't going to be out till next summer, but its comps were Get Out meets The Devil Wears Prada. 
So these are two really different works, right? Like Get Out is that movie and The Devil Wears Prada is a, a novel and then the movie. But immediately I know, I understand the, the, the genre and the, and the atmosphere because of how different they are. So when nailing a comp, it's really important to, to pick different works so that you understand, oh, so if this meets that, then it's this new thing, right? So so these two comps are very similar. So that's something that, you know, something to look out for, but that's okay because now I'm going to read about the plot. Um, I hope. Let me see. Okay. I'm getting a little bit about the character. Okay. So I don't, I don't see a lot about the plot. Probably would not request these pages just because I don't know what the plot is about. I have read now two paragraphs and I know the character's name and I know what the character does and I know the setting, but I don't know the plot. And especially because the comps were just so similar to each other, I don't really know what the story is about. Okay. So this one I would not request pages for. So the third one. Well, I like that this one is starting off saying that they saw a tweet of mine and that I was asking for something specific and that this apparently delivers on this. Oh yes. Feminist angles. Listen, you, you, you will always grab my attention with a feminist angle. Okay. So it's historical fiction. Oh, good title. Okay. So the author is doing a great job of explaining what the plot is about. So intriguing. I like it. She gave me just enough to, to make me wonder what happens. I like this. She's also telling me that other agents have requested full manuscripts. So obviously there's interest in this. And I'm going to read a little bit more about her. There's quite a long paragraph about her, but it seems like it's it should be long because, because there's a lot to say and it's all relevant. But you know what? Right at the end, the word count. So this person left the word count. Yeah, so it's way too long for, for me for publishing, really. I would have to cut it in half in order for this to work. And so that's not something that I would... Cece, can I interrupt and say, how, can you give us that range of word count that is when you're like, wow, this is just too long? Yeah. So so obviously it depends on the genre, right? And historical fiction, you're allowed, I usually say try to, for, for, for like in general, right? I usually say, don't go over 100,000, right? Like try to keep it at 99 because <laughs> that, 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 that's three, those three digits kind of usually just scare agents a little bit, like in general, but for historical fiction, it's actually okay to go over and, and, you know, a few other genres too, like, like dystopian, you know, like science fiction, cause there's so much world building involved. Um, this however, is more than double that. So, so when I say cut it in half, I really do mean cut it in half. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, as a general rule, try to stay at 99,000 tops. Cause again, that 100, it just has a psychological aspect to it. That's a bit too long. You know, one thing that I will say, um, building on that is that with the pandemic, our attention spans are, are a little shorter. I find that people are gravitating more towards short stories and essay collections and even like shorter fiction. So this is a great time to, to write something shorter and to, you know, really lean in on your powers of brevity, if that makes sense. Okay. Just one more question. And then I promise we'll let you get to the next one. 
If you see that this is literally double the amount that you would want for one book, would you consider, if you liked it enough, going back to the author and saying, would you make this into two books? Yes, I would. If it had blown me, like blown my mind, if this was like, oh my gosh, I'm so excited about this, I would. I would have to read the book to see if that was even an option, but I would definitely, you know, explore that that possibility. So the reason why this probably doesn't make sense here is that so with historical fiction, I appreciate historical fiction and I'm interested in it, but it's not my favorite genre. So there's that. It's not a genre I love. And the plot is really, really, yeah, it's, yeah, I, I enjoy the plot, but it's also not like I've seen this before. So I guess I would need something really special for me to go that extra mile just because for two reasons, really. One of them is my time. I don't have that much time, but really the other reason, and this is the most important reason, I, you know, the author should should probably find someone who who whose vision is aligned with with theirs and and you know another thing i always tell authors is this is this is a career right like i want to represent career authors so you should do a little bit of editorial work on your own so that you are ready for an agent and i don't think this person is ready for an agent quite yet because she should know that this is like this is way too long and she has other agents who are interested. They've requested the full. So so I would not do it in this case, but I would for other cases. Thank you. Yeah, I appreciate that distinction because, you know, it sounded like there were a lot of things you liked. And so I wondered what specifically would have pushed it into that category of, yes, send it to me if you're willing to make it into two books. Yeah, sometimes it's the difference between liking and loving, which sounds harsh, I guess, but it's more like, you know, it's a competitive industry. So absolutely. Okay, so this is another memoir based on the author's career, and her line of work is one that I am obsessed with. Like, I love this. I love this. This is so great. So I'm already interested. The title is also really funny, and I love that. Let me see. Yeah, this is great. The author's doing a great job at telling me like what her memoir is about, why she's qualified to write this. Her angle is very specific. She's tackling a theme that is very common and very timely. So there's tons of books about it, but she has done a really good job of explaining to me why her angle is different, original. It seems original. So I would 100% request this. I will actually do this as soon as we finish this podcast because it's that good. Yeah, I'm very excited about this. Will you let us know how it goes? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll circle back. I'll be like, this is what happened. Um, <laughs> and then if you represent her, it'll be like, you heard it here first. <laughs> yes. And she can maybe come in and be like, this is what happened. <laughs> this is really yes, good. Yes, if that happens, please. <laughs> so, okay. This next one, literary fiction, great word count. Ooh, okay. There's a there's a there's a timely hook to this, which and great comps, great comps. This person did a very good job researching comps. Um, they're also referencing my manuscript wish list, which is great because I know that this is specific to me. Okay, so let me read a little bit about the plot. Oh, this is good. So this is a really great 
query. It's very well written because I understand right away what the inciting incident is, um, who the characters are, what the stakes are, and I can tell right away like how the stakes are. Yeah, so how they're unfolding and why it matters. And yeah, so you know what? I'll say that this is absolutely very well written because not only is it informative, but it's voicey. And this is really hard to do in a query. It's by no means necessary. I always say that a query should be professional. If you can make it professional and voicey, that's great. That's a plus. And this is voicey. It almost reads like, like it almost reads like a paragraph from the actual novel. Cause I can, I can hear like a, like a rhythm to it. So I love it. I love the plot. Let's see a little bit about the author. Oh, so this is also great because the author, her career is essential to the plot don't want to give away too much, but what I can say is that I am hopeful that her writing will be authentic. Okay. This is great. I am, I would definitely request these pages. Um, I feel like you guys are my good luck charm because it's usually not, not this great. And if that's <laughs> okay, I'm to call you every day. Yeah. I was about to ask you that. I was like, wow, she's that good getting great stuff. So this is unusual to have so many stacked in a row. It's very unusual, like incredibly unusual. And again, if it's you, because that's the only common denominator, well, not common denominator because it's only happened once, but like it's the only thing that I can think of that's different. So if it is you, I'm going to call you every day. So this will now be your job, um, whether <laughs> um, you want to or not. <laughs> you know about how many you usually request, like what percent you usually say yes to? So I do have a higher than average request rate because I prefer to err on the side of you know what, if I'm in doubt, I'd rather just see the pages because it's all about, and, you know, writing a query is really, really different skill than writing a book. And so I would just rather err on the side of let's just read it. Um, and I know if I like something right away when I'm reading the actual work, I've, I've never, I've never had any doubts. I've never had a maybe pile in my life. So, so I think I would say, oh gosh, probably request about 20%, but that's, I think higher than average from what I hear. Uh, yes, I think it is. But I like that you are so open to it. And I think it's so important to recognize that writing a query is a completely different skill than writing the pages. So if you don't have the pages in front of you, especially, um, I think that request rate makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, another thing is that I'm new at the at, at PS Literary, and there are tons of, you know, agents who are way more experienced than me. So if someone is querying me, they usually are doing it because their work matches what I said I wanted, because if not, they probably would just go with the more experienced agent. So I think that that's also working in my favor in terms of like upping the, the number of, of pages that I request. Um, I actually keep a spreadsheet. I'm such a nerd. I keep a spreadsheet of all the queries that I asked for to see the pages for. Um, and I have a one liner like on, on Airtable where I like, I write the reason for passing and I pass on the vast majority, like the vast, vast majority. Like I maybe, I maybe talk to like 1% of the authors, probably less than 1% of, of the pages that I asked for. And I, it's, it's, I have this, 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 this explanation there of the reason why I'm passing. So it's good to know why. If there's any chance you could anonymize and share some of that data, I'm sure our listeners would be very interested. If you wanted to do that later, like make a little pie chart or if there's anything I can do to help with that. I know everybody loves numbers and that was something I was doing in my early days of, of logging everybody, but I know that's extra work. So just something no, to think I'll, about. I'll, 
I'll look into it. Um, you know, I will say that the number one reason why I pass on pages, not queries, pages, is the writing. The writing on a line level isn't there yet. This, you know, this author just needs to invest a little bit more time developing that skill. I usually can help with story. I can help with like if you need, I don't know, like like anything that's plot related, I can probably help you with. I can I can help with word count. I can help with a whole bunch of things, but I can't I can't improve someone's writing, at least not efficiently. So that's the number one reason. That's why, and it's and it's the like the the when I say number one reason, I I, I don't have the numbers in front of me. I've never actually done the math, but I would say like at least ninety percent of them. It's the writing on a line level that that gets to me. So thank you. That makes sense. Okay, so this one. So okay, so there's a title. There are the themes. I still don't know what category or genre this is. Oh, okay. So second paragraph, they tell me it's a memoir. That's great. Okay. Good comps. I, I, I love these two. Well, one is a memoir and one is a novel and that's actually good. Um, so, you know, if you're writing a memoir, you don't have to comp two other memoirs. You can comp novels, TV shows, anything that's, that would work. Um, so I would not request these pages. And the reason is because um, this is like kind of a big coincidence because we just talked about it, but it, it, the the writing of the query letter alone, it's really messy. Like I had to reread a few sentences to make sense of them. And there's one that I still don't quite understand. Like, I don't know what the story is about. I'm so confused. Yeah, I I would not request these pages. Unfortunately, I don't know what it's about and it's poorly written if I'm being perfectly honest. It, this person probably just needed a little bit more time to to work on their query letter. And we all need more time. Like we all need to put a lot of effort into query letters. It's not, it's not an easy thing to do. Okay. Another one, another memoir. I told you I get a lot of memoirs ever since I tweeted that I want them, which is great because I do. Ooh, good title. Good word count. Oh, I love her point of view because this is a point of view that we don't often read about. So this is, this is great. I'm excited. Okay. Let's see a little bit about the plot. Oh, this is good. Oh, yes, yes, yes. I already know I'm going to want this. I'm going to keep reading, but this is really good. Um, so about the author, it's interesting reading about the author when you read like the plot for a memoir, cause you already know so much about them. Yep. Love it. Love it. Love it. Oh, okay. Okay. So unfortunately this would not uh, so this has been published already. So at the end, there's a link to a website and I just opened it and the book is there. So, okay, I'm going to buy this book and read it, but I, you know, it's been published, it's been self-published and which is great. And it's awesome to self-publish something that's definitely a valid, a valid pathway to publication. But if it's already been published, then, then unfortunately I can't represent it. Yeah. Okay. This next one is a long paragraph, but that's it. There's only one paragraph. So this is odd because usually a query letter is a couple of paragraphs, not a couple, but like five, maybe four. Literary fiction, good word count. Okay. You know, I would not request these pages just because this is unfortunate, but I don't, I don't, I don't know enough. I don't know anything about the author. She didn't include anything on herself or, or, 
or himself or themselves. I don't know what, what, what this person's gender is, which is fine. Yeah. There's, there's nothing about them. And there's, there's like two lines about the book, but it's no, I don't know what it's about. Okay. So I would not request this. Um, I feel like we shouldn't have said that, that this was going well. Cause, cause now I'm passing on things. Okay. Next query, literary fiction. Love it. There's no word count. Let me just scroll down. There's no word count. This could be a problem, but let me keep on reading. Ooh, good plot. Okay. Okay. This is very well written. I immediately understand what it's about. I understand the inciting incident. Yep. I can see how the plot unfolds. They are not giving away the ending, which sometimes happens. And I never want to know the ending. No, I I love I like this a lot. Um, I like themes. I like I'm reading about the author now, and I like this. I like this. Oh, so you know, this person has also been published in a few literary journals, which is so great. And and has 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 attended a few conferences and taken classes. So this is all great because even though I don't know what the word count is, I can tell by this, you know, by the about the author paragraph that this person has invested so much in their writing career, like, like, like a lot of time, a lot of effort. And so this means that they are probably not writing something that's totally off base when it comes to the word count. Also shows me that they're a career author or likely to be a career author, which is which is very important to me. So I would, I would request these, even though I don't know the word count, I would still go on a limb and say, you know what? That's okay. Yeah. Okay. Let's open up another one. Memoir. The word count is a little long, but not too much. So it's okay. I could, you know, if I love it, I could talk to the author about cutting back. So it's reading a little generic. I don't understand... Okay, so the author is telling me that something happened in in their life, and it's a serious thing, but it's something that happens to a lot of people, and apparently this memoir is exploring that. Um, you know, off the top of my head, though, I could think of like, I don't even know, three to five, five at least, memoirs that deal with this subject, and I don't see how this is different. I wish the author had included, you know, mine is different from the others because blah, 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 or my angle is, hmm, I'm torn. I'm torn about this one because I do like the theme and I do like memoirs. Let me see. Hmm. Well, they have a great, and I do mean great, Yep, they have publications and journals and even a few magazines and yeah, so I would I would request this, but I would be specific in my request that they maybe amend the pitch to include what's different about their story because you know, with memoirs it often starts out a bit slow and that's okay depending on, you know, what what your your, your angle is, but I don't want to read, you know, 50 pages to then find out that there is no angle if that makes sense. So so I would request these, but I would specifically ask this person to tell me what makes their memoir different. Interesting, Cece. Listening to you, I, I, you know, I went during the pandemic, they had an outside movie at this like brewery, which is very fun. And we saw um, the Christmas story. And you know, when the, you watch the Christmas story and there's the teacher and she's like, 
you know, A, A, A. And then she starts writing F on, you know, like, <laughs> like, like I think some, I think, I th- actually think that writers sometimes think that's what's like, like A, A, F, F. And, and I think that you showed us just how much thought goes into it, you know, and calculations. Uh, and my favorite thing that you said is, the information is clear. The information is concise. This writer has done their homework. This is well written. This follows the rules. You know, it's it's not it's not that you have to have something that is, you know, like different. You just need to have yeah. clear, concise language that follows the rules. Like it's something fresh. You know, a fresh idea. So thank you, thank you for showing us just how thoughtful you are. Of course, I mean, thank you for saying that. That's so that's so kind of you. I, you know, I will say that I I appreciate that so much because while writing a novel or a memoir or whatever is perhaps one of the most difficult things a person can do, um, and incredibly challenging, and nobody can do it for you, that's not true of a query. It's still incredibly challenging. It's so hard. It's time consuming, and it's you know it can be frustrating and really. Like I said, time consuming really is the word, but it's doable in the sense that it's one of those things that if you really do your research and you um, have good tools at your disposal, whether it's a critique service or just, you know, reading about it online and and, and emulating what works or listening to this podcast or what, whatever, like just anyone can write a good query letter is what I'm saying. Not everyone can write a great novel, but it just, it, it this is meant as, as encouragement because you know, as, as literary agents, we are the first gatekeepers in traditional publishing and it should be encouraging. I hope it is that that first approach to this first gatekeeper is actually doable. It's, it's, it can be done by anyone who is truly committed and truly serious about their writing career. Cece, in the beginning, you were talking about queries. Um, you had a query that comp to a movie. Uh, what are your actual thoughts on that? Because I know comp titles are used in a lot of different ways um, once it gets to your side of things. So how how would that actually work? What are your thoughts on that? Because I know you guys use it sometimes when it comes to like sales and background as well. Yeah, I love a good comp. Um, and I don't mind at all if someone uses a movie or a TV show. I don't prefer a movie, but I also don't prefer, this might shock people, I don't prefer a book either. I prefer a comp that will tell me exactly what your book is about, that will show that intersectionality that will make me go, ooh, tell me more. You know, that's that's what you're aiming for with a good comp. So I appreciate movies. Movies can actually be a great way because, you know, we all know what's popular on Netflix. We all know what's popular on Amazon Prime or or HBO or whatever whatever it is. And uh, or I guess movie theaters, if those open up again. So it can be a really great way to just reach someone with something that's familiar and that everyone knows about. So yeah, I, I don't mind it at all. And I don't really know any agents who who do? I'm sure they exist, but I think it's okay. I think it's all storytelling, so it's all good. Yeah, I, I have heard that the ideal comp is a book within the last three years in your genre, but I, I agree. I think it's really useful if it's a, a movie or TV show, especially something I can go online and watch the trailer in two minutes and have an absolute idea of what you're going for. I really appreciate yeah. when people do that. You know, I will say that about the last three years rule, great if you can do it, but you know what? Classics work just as well. 
the book that I mentioned a few minutes ago, it's called The Other Black Girl. It's going to come out in the summer. It's um, like, it's not my book at all. It's a book I'm reading for fun. I am a reader. I read books for fun all the time. I don't understand people who say that they don't read for fun and they work in publishing. I'm like, what are you doing? Go work at a bank. <laughs> no, seriously, I don't get it. But it's um, it's by Zakia um, Delilah Harris, um, again, called The Other Black Girl, coming out summer 2021. And it was pitched as Get Out Meets the Devil Wears Prada. None of these, um, n- neither of these are things that came out in the last three years, I believe. Maybe Get Out, but probably not, I think. Probably been four now. I don't remember. But Get Out is a movie. And The Devil Wears Prada is like a really old novel. Like not really old, like a classic, but it's been, oh gosh, I don't even remember. A decade now? I don't, I don't know. But it's it's fine if it's recent. It's it's more important to get it right. And by right, it's something that will show what your book is about, number one. And two, something that's popular. Popular is very important because sometimes I get comms that's like, this book is this meets that. And I haven't read or seen either of these things. Which, to be fair, they might still be really popular things that I haven't read or seen, but most likely it's just not something that's popular. So so it's really hard. And you know what? It's better to not include a comp than to include a comp that you're not comfortable and excited about, if that makes sense. It absolutely does. So I've been dying to ask you this whole time, how is the memoir market doing and what do you look for when you see a memoir query? Okay. So memoir market is, this is probably true of every single thing in publishing, but really hard, very competitive, really hard to break into. That being said, memoirs are doing really well. Like if you look at the the last few years, uh, memoirs keep getting more and more popular. I mean, think about it. A while ago, we, we didn't even have the word memoir. It used to be called like biographies or autobiographies or whatever. And that's just boring, right? Like memoir sounds, sounds sexier, sounds cooler. And it is. And so I love reading memoirs. I, so many of my friends love reading memoirs. I think that we're living in a world where people care more about your personal story. And a memoir is a great way to do that. That being said, like I said, it's competitive. The secret to a good memoir, insofar as there is a secret, is it needs to read like a novel. You need to have dialogue and setting and plot and, you know, inciting incident. It needs to follow the rules of a novel. Now, of course, it's nonfiction, so you can't make stuff up, but you can use your creativity. Like oftentimes memoirs will, and you can actually check this out in the beginning of popular memoirs. They, they have little disclaimers where the author said, you know, to protect people's identities, I changed names. And sometimes I condensed um, things for the purposes of good storytelling. And that's all right. It's fair to do that. And you can talk to your editor to understand what exactly you can and can't do and your agent. But it's important to remember that a memoir is not a written account of your life. Because if that were the case, they would be the most boring things in the world. Can you imagine like my day to day? I woke up, I brushed my teeth, I walked my dog. Like that's so boring. Nobody wants to hear that. A memoir on this is, podcast. Yes. Well, this part's interesting. <laughs> but but you know, even this podcast is gonna be edited, right? You're not going to um, put it out there, hopefully, <laughs> with every uh, every single sentence we said, things like, oh, I, we can't hear you and sound check and so that's what, that's a great example, actually. Like you're supposed to condense it into good storytelling. And so my number one advice to anyone who's writing a memoir is, hey, pretend like it's a novel, not for the purposes of making it up, but for the purposes of following those rules. And if you don't feel comfortable writing a novel in the sense that you don't feel like you have the techniques, study the techniques of a novel. 
And also, also, yeah, take a, a good memoir course or, you know, listen about, about memoirs in, in a podcast or education is important, right? And there are great free resources out there and there are great resources that aren't free, but are affordable. So I, I recommend leaning into those. Okay. Valentina, Julie, do you guys have any questions? Yes, I do have another question. I know you said earlier um, that when you're doing, when you're reading pages, you'll sometimes um, just stop reading because of the writing isn't exactly where you want it to be. How far exactly in a, you know, in a guesstimate do you think you go before you're like, I, I can't help here? Unless it's something that's you know what? This has only happened once. So I'm not even going to preface by saying that. Um, usually I read at least 20 pages. Anything fewer than 20 pages doesn't feel fair. Like I have to give it a chance. That being said, for the most part, the beginning of the novel is the most polished part of someone's novel. Like I'm used to the writing getting a little bit, you know, not sloppy, but a little bit less polished um, towards the end. So, which is, which is okay. But usually if the beginning isn't polished, chances are it's not going to get any better. And by polished, I don't mean typos. A lot of people think I mean typos. Um, Don't get me wrong. It's great if you have, if you found those typos and fix them, but I actually don't care if there's a typo here and there. It's, it's about, okay, so this is going to sound weird. Um, Storytelling. Storytelling is many things, but the number one thing is storytelling is seduction. You are seducing your reader. You are luring them in. You are saying, hey here's the story I want to tell you. And you're supposed to keep them hooked and interested and turning those pages and their attention can't be anywhere else. And it needs to be voicey and, and immersive and atmospheric. And and you can't do that unless the writing is spectacular. That makes sense. Yeah, that makes that makes tons of sense. Because I was very confused. Like, okay, well, what, is, what exactly does she mean? So I just need a little bit more clarification on that one. It's hard to define good writing, eh? Like I don't, I, I mean, I want to, but I, at the same time, I'm like, how do I even define it? Cause it's, I don't know. It's something that you understand when you see it, but at the same time, of course you can break it down, but I would need an example to break it down. If, if, if that makes sense, it's yeah, I'm sorry. I wish I could be more specific, but it's really hard to define good writing. That's okay. We're actually working on some projects coming up that will show examples of writing and people breaking them down. So I don't worry. You don't have to fix everything. I'm freaking out. I was like, oh, I just wrote that in my presentation today. I I think that's so interesting when, you know, we're doing a revision presentation and I basically have exemplars on how to do that. So it's exciting for me that you said that. It makes me feel like not a poser. No, but it's, 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 it's true. And like, you know what I, I have, like when I taught workshops, one of the first things I do is I get like popular works and I like a page and I break down why it works. Like you can do that. You can reverse engineer good writing. You can figure out why it's so good, but it's hard to define it as a concept because immersive and, and voicey and these things sound vague, right? But, but they're not like, well, they are, but (laughs) They refer to something specific. <laughs> you know it when you see it. You know it when you see it. That's exactly right. Awesome. Thank you so much, Cece. Where can we find you online? So I'm on Twitter and my handle, I should know this by heart. <laughs> um, my handle is Cecilia C. Lira. So C-E-C-I-L-I-A-C-L-Y-R-A. And I'm on Instagram and that's Cecilia underscore Lyra underscore story. 
I tweet a lot about what I want and what I don't want. And I always try to stay positive because, you know, I believe that words of affirmation can make a difference in a writer's life. I believe that every single writer has two love languages and that's, you know, caffeine and words of affirmation. So I'm, I'm all about being positive, honest, because it's really important to be honest and nobody, false hope is worse than rejection, but you can be positive and honest. I love that. Well, Cece, thank you so much for this. If you're out there listening and recognizing that she would do a great job of giving you notes on your work, you can meet with Cece at manuscriptacademy.com slash Cecilia hyphen Lyra, and we will put the link in the show notes. Cece, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for having me. We are so glad that you joined us. And as always, we appreciate your feedback. Just head on over to the iTunes store and let us know what you think. And not only helps us make this podcast be the best it can be, but it also affects our ratings within the iTunes platform. We'd love to hear from you. If you're feeling brave and want to submit your page for our first pages podcast, you can send it to academy at manuscriptwishlist.com with first pages podcast in the subject line. We'd also just love to hear from you. And if you'd like to learn more about the Manuscript Academy and everything we have to offer, just jump on over to manuscriptacademy.com.